0: History, family, social issues, education, religion, government, or national security. Brannon brings the issues of the day into clear focus through the lens of a Judeo-Christian worldview. And now, here is your host, Brannon House.
1: Good evening. Glad you are with us. We are going to be joined tonight by Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, we're going to talk about personal protection, protecting your family, being ready for the unexpected, as sadly someone died yesterday in Kansas City and over 20 were shot. They were out there for a fun day celebrating the Super Bowl victory of the Kansas City Chiefs. One never went home. Others went straight to the hospital. Violence is rising in America. CCP military-aged males are practicing here in America. Gordon Chang put out the article this week showing the video footage and pictures of such. Why are they here? What are they practicing for? NYPD is reporting that MS-13 is hooking up with other gangs. Cops are being shot in the line of duty at record numbers. What are you prepared to do for your family? Are you prepared at all lieutenant dave grossman has been warning about these kind of things for years he joins us for an update then we'll be joined by brant frost jr he is a former uh, executive with the gop of georgia that's pretty much the whole story tonight is it not for so many that are watching news shows or on social media Fanny Willis on the stand today with what is reported to be her boyfriend or lover, or whatever he is or was. And yet, of course, even the mainstream media, as you will see tonight, had to admit her case against Trump is over. This woman is likely to be disbarred. Uh, we haven't had any good news in a long time when it comes to the deep state getting caught. But indeed, I think that's exactly what just happened. Fanny Willis, a useful idiot of the deep state, just got caught and dr rob linstead will join us maybe you saw the ad during the super bowl i saw two of them that ran uh he gets us this is actually a campaign i talked about on radio last year it's a bunch of so-called christians that have gotten together wanting to demasculate jesus uh, they want to make it appear as though jesus was celebrating sin and an approval of transgenderism and abortion and so much and if you're not, you're somehow not a good Christian. We'll play some of the um, commercials that ran, and we'll look at the whole idea of washing feet in the Bible, because that's exactly what the ad shows. Jesus, um, you know, would get us, and you should be washing the feet of the transgender and all these other folks. Well, in the Bible, when Jesus washed the feet of an individual, did he ever wash the feet of a non-believer? Did he ever wash the feet? of someone that was in direct contrast to his mandates and precepts. We'll talk about that. Do you ever remember Jesus washing the feet of the woman at the well? We'll get to the Bible on this with doctor and pastor, Dr. Rob Linstead. This is one of those examples where religion was brought right into the living rooms of millions and millions of Americans. And many don't know what to make of it. And they certainly don't know how to refute it from the Bible. Dr. Rob Lindstedt will help us do that tonight. We'll also play some clips of Fannie Willis and her, uh, I guess, boyfriend. is I guess that's what we call him, boyfriend, on the stand today. And uh, we'll get some response from Brant Frost tonight on that. Joining me first up is Lieutenant Dave Grossman. Sir, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for being with us.
2: Hello, Brandon. It's always an honor to be on board with you, my brother, and, and truly an honor to be on the your Patriot Network. This is just so freaking cool <laughs> that, that you're doing this now. I'm so proud for you, brother. Well, thank you. I'm just so tickled for you. Praise well, God. Thank you so much. And, and America is a better and stronger uh, place because you're doing this right now. So. Well, you're very it's- kind.
1: Thank you. And we look forward to making you a part of it and to work with General Flynn and Mark Sheffline and Floyd Brown and the rest of the team. It's it's put uh- be on coach. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. We already are. And the team is working together so very, very well. We don't do our hard launch until February 26th, but we have some shows that are already um, taking uh, shape on the network. More next week as we do a soft launch and roll out shows with our full lineup coming February 26th. And folks, I think, are going to be very, very pleased with some of the primetime shows coming. Some very recognizable faces with long careers and very credible people. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, your kind words.
2: Well, you yes, know what you're doing tonight, just the yeah. lineup that you just outlined there tonight is better than anything else that's happening in the mainstream, even Fox, you know, and, and this is, you're, you're taking it to the next level. This is just the beginning. <laughs> this <laughs> is just you getting wound up. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, well, that... Just tonight is an indication of, of the level that we can anticipate in the years to come. And uh, God bless America. This is a blessing. This is so cool.
1: Thank you, All sir. Right. Well, I thought about you yesterday, and that's why I reached out to you tonight, because, you know, we we were uh, watching the, the sad breaking news. You know, families, families will bundle up there in Kansas City, Missouri, and go out on the side of the road to celebrate the victory of a football game, the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I said there in my opening, one individual died, did not go home. Others went right to the hospital, I think 22 or so. Uh, Before we talk about the heroes there and the example they set for us, let's talk about the fact that now anywhere you are, whether you're in a, you know, the other night I went into a restaurant, right? And they wanted to put us somewhere in the restaurant by the front door. And I said, and the the family was already seated. When I walked in, they were already seated. And uh, when I walked in and looked, I said, absolutely not. Uh, Let's go. And I pointed to another table and said to the lady there we're moving over here please and they're like why i'm like i'm not having my back to the front door that was the last you know the seat they had prepared for me would have (laughs) been so good i'm not having my back to the front door and i'm certainly not going to have someone come by and crack me in the skull and i can't see it coming so we got up and there there have been many times when uh they try to put us you know um at a week before that we went out to eat and uh which i don't normally do except on the weekends and uh they tried putting us at a table, and I said, I'm sorry, and I pointed to one way off far away from everybody else at the other end of the restaurant that gave me a clear shot of what was coming. And I said, right here, please. I mean, I make them, I make them open up sections. They'll say, well, this section's closed. And I'll say, you know what? I'm tipping well enough. I bet you're going to want to open it. And they don't. They generally won't push back against a guy that's pretty type A, right?
2: They generally won't. This, this- – this is the sheepdog mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually have a U.S. government trademark for the term sheepdog as a term for protector. It, it was coined in my book uh, uh, on combat. Uh, Marine Corps Commandants required. By the way, Brandon, since we last talked, on combat has been translated in Ukrainian. Oh, wow. U.S. Embassy bought a thousand copies to distribute to Ukrainian troops. And I'll be going there in May for a full week to be training Ukrainian troops there. And it'll be mostly coming out of my book uh on combat, but, but this is the sheepdog mindset. It takes no more energy. It takes no more time. It's a conscious decision to say, I know there's bad things in this world. I am my family's secret service. Praise God, I live in a nation. Wait a minute, get that, get that last sentence in there. my chain protection that the president does.
1: Get, get that last line in there. You said, I'm my, se- my family's what?
2: I am my, my family's secret service. My family has the same protection that the president does. You know, all around us, we see politicians trying to gut the police and defund the police. And this is an open attack on our nation. This is a destruction of one of the pillars of our nation. But they always have their own security. The the, the cops are the bodyguard for the poor. They're they're all the poor has. And, And we're gutting them. But those gutless cowards will simultaneously try to take your gun while they always have full security, 24-7 for them and their family. That's the hypocrisy of of the left. And and, and they want to take your gun, but they will always have armed security. Well, it takes no more energy. It takes no more time. Uh, I I am really, really good with a gun. Uh, It's my hobby. It's what I do. And I am my family's secret service. And I praise God we live in a nation where we can do that. Wow. let's go back to this attack upon our nation. First, is the attack on law enforcement. Last year was the all-time record number of cops shot in the line of duty. The
1: last FOP year, last was year was an all-time high. high. All-time
2: high. Just go back a year or 2 with the all-time record number dead. Now, in spite of medical technology which is holding down the murder rate the number of dead people completely misrepresent the situation we are being lied to every year when they tell us the murder rate and they don't talk about a little thing called medical technology holding back imagine somebody said your grandpa made made uh 25 cents an hour you make 25 dollars an hour you're 100 times better off than your grandpa well we know about inflation we say well the murder rates up but it's still not quite as bad as the 1960s If we allow for medical technology, the murder rate has done virtually nothing but go up every year since the 60s uh, without fail. And then we had the Ferguson effect. In 2015, 2016, homicides exploded like nothing we've ever seen before. And then in 2020, we had the George Floyd effect, Uh, a 30 percent annual increase in homicides beyond anything we have ever seen. If we allow for medical technology, it's through the roof. So what do we have? We have gutting law enforcement. We have people actively attacking, executing, assassinating law enforcement like nothing we've ever seen before. We have politicians say that the answer to the problem is get rid of the cops, that the criminals are the good guys and the cops are the bad guys. The most twisted narrative any civilization could ever embrace. Then we have the borders. And we have this intentional attack upon our nation, millions of, of, of individuals flowing into our nation with no control whatsoever. The very first act about coming to our nation is to break our law. Now, now that's not a very good start. And then we, we've got the terrorist threat. Uh, we, we evacuated Afghanistan. We abandoned Afghanistan. It's a, the a, a most tragic hour in American history since we evacuated Vietnam. Uh, We've left them with an entire nation to train, prepare, equip, and deploy from. Seven billion dollars of military equipment and 20 years of payback. And they've been here once before. The Russians were in Afghanistan. The Russians were brutal. The Russians left after 10 years. They followed them home. We saw the Beslan school massacre, an entire school taken hostage and slaughtered, 333 dead, the vast majority of them children in a school in Russia. That was payback for Afghanistan and we've already got an M.O., This our enemy, our terrorist enemy has an M.O., they owe us. And 600 times a year, they murder their own children in their own schools and their own nation. The Taliban in Afghanistan, 600 times a year, attacks on their own kids, their own school in their own nation, they're coming to us and we're letting them flow across the borders. Hamas, <laughs> Hamas did to Israel what they want to do to us. And the only Israel, only protection in Israel on October 7th was armed citizens and the immediate response of police. Our police are the front line support in the, our counterterrorism endeavors. And you, individual armed trained citizen, are the front line support. This is what the Second Amendment was intended for. Mm. You know, I was on the BBC a while back. And they said, well, well your cops have rifles. Our, our cops don't even have pistols. What, what, what's wrong with you people? I said, well... Uh, What about the terrorist response? Oh, we have elite military teams standing by across England to respond to any terrorist attack. Well, you know what? We can't do that. We got something called the Posse Comitatus Act. When the terrorists attack, it's the individual citizens and the local police who will respond. The police being gutted, the police are being attacked for calling themselves warriors. Uh, We can have frontline warriors, we can have medical service warriors, we can have fire service warriors, but let the police call themselves warriors and, and the woke attack guts them, attacks them. We've got wokeism, we got socialism, same thing, uh, never been proven to work. Socialism is the religion of the left. Uh, it's got to be taken on faith, never been proven to work. We've got the borders under attack, and now we have China, and we've got the fentanyl attack. China is a totalitarian nation in control of every single aspect of their civilization, total control, and yet somehow they can stop tons of precursor drug going to Mexico, being turned into fentanyl and coming across our border. This is an absolute act of war, is what China's doing to us right now. And and, and we don't even see it. We, We are losing, and again, medical technology is saving lives. Uh, fentanyl is 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 greatly reducing the impact of this. Or correction: Narcan, uh, Narcan, NARCAM, the anti-opiate that, that will save lives. Somebody's dead of opium. We can hit them with Narcan, and the vast majority of the time they will fully recover. And if it weren't for Narcan, the opiate deaths would be many, many more. So the fentanyl is killing two to three times as many people every year as Vietnam. China is at war. They're killing. They're killing two to three times as many every year as Vietnam. And, and, and they're in complete control of what's happening. And here's the crazy part. It's payback. In the 1800s, we had the opium wars. Look it up. Two times, uh, European nations and America went to war with China to stop them from enforcing the opium laws. Now, one of our prouder moments. China had lots of stuff we wanted. We didn't have anything they wanted. You can't make a trade relationship out of that. But opium was one thing that we could trade to China. Uh, China wanted it. China paid for it. They gave us our goods back. And then when China tried to stop the Western powers from from feeding opium, we went to war with them twice. But this is payback. They call it a hundred years of humiliation. They haven't forgotten it. And, And they think it's really funny that they're killing us by the hundreds of thousands with opiates, fentanyl. And that's exactly what happened to them. It destroyed their civilization in the 1800s. We don't even see it. We're under attack from every direction. And our own administration is, is fostering the wokeism. They're fostering the the, the borders. They're, 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 they're failing to provide the full support to Israel that they deserve. Uh, they abandoned Afghanistan. Seven billion dollars of military equipment coming at us like a freight train. At the same time, the borders are unsecured. So what can you... As the individual citizen do. I want, that,
1: I want to get to that, but I want to get to that, but I want to set the tone a little more for why it is they need to listen to you to get ready. I, I shared this with the audience the other night, but but it, it's so um, grieving to me and I am so worried for my fellow Americans. I cannot tell you. I've been doing this 33 years, folks. I don't – a lot of things that I see – you know, maybe I've become a little jaded, maybe I've become a little immune to it because I've been doing and seeing reporting on things for 33 years. But I have to tell you what I'm seeing right now really scares me because I know we are talking about innocent families, women, grandmothers, children, churches, schools, synagogues. You know, yes. we are talking about things that I think are going to rip the heart out of the average American of what we're about to see happen in America. And I'll tell you something, I said it today on television at one o'clock, I am 99.99% confident we are going to see attacks. Yes. In America, like they saw on October 7th in Israel, because there's no other explanation for yes. why all these people are here. Now I know some say, oh, I'm here for religious freedom. I'm here for economics. Okay, but why all the military age males from red, green axis countries, Marxist and Islamic countries, they don't have their families here. They didn't run yes. over here for economic freedom. They didn't run over here for religious freedom. They are here and their military age and they're here to do something. But look at this, here and, and is Brandon, what
2: Gordon Chang. Millions come if just one in a hundred is is engaged in, in criminal attacks, that's tens of thousands. That's exactly right. Of individuals. If just one in a hundred. That's right. That's tens of thousands attacking us uh, at the moment of truth. Here, and here's Gordon Chang,
1: yeah. he, he put this on X the other night uh, and, and on his Gatestone Institute. Chinese attackers are already in America, more are arriving day by the day by the day, and they are armed. Video posted to X Twitter shows Chinese migrants firing pistols. One video is of a Chinese female with a sniper rifle. And and they talk about these come, they come here. One of these migrants' video was in America for like three weeks and arrived in the country with no money and no identification. If you had just landed anywhere as a migrant with nothing to your name, you would undoubtedly be preoccupied with finding your next meal, getting a place to live, making a living. You would not, within weeks of entering your new homeland, be sharing your skill, sharpening your skills to kill. And yet that's exactly when we go to these Twitter accounts, what we start seeing that these people are doing. And so I have to ask the question, what is it that they are here to do? What do you think they're here to do?
2: And the answer is straightforward. They're here to do harm. And what did Israel learn on October 7th? We don't have enough guns. We don't have enough armed people. We don't have enough response. The lesson from Israel, we never win by taking away rights. We win by giving people more rights. Give them the right to be armed. Give them the right to protect themselves. Get rid of no gun zones. Get rid of unarmed victim zones. Give people the opportunity to protect themselves. That the first amendment doesn't stop when I walk in someplace. The second amendment shouldn't stop when I walk in someplace. Now we've got, for all practical purpose, shall issue concealed carry nationwide now. Uh, New York is still fighting it. California is still fighting it. The Supreme Court's made that decision, but we haven't even begun to fight. We've got all these places that, that the unarmed victim zones that have been declared, and they're the ones being hit. And the greatest fear should be for our children, our daycares, and our schools. Those are what they're hitting around the world. They attack your children. And where are no guns allowed? Where are the one place who put a sign up? Friend says no, no guns allowed. It's, it's a sign that says we promise nobody here can shoot back.
1: That's right. Uh, you can and, and really way, give a lot of
2: credentials are, to people who are pulling their children out of that environment.
1: Indeed. Are you aware of this? I mean, I, I interviewed Gun Owners of America <clears throat> lawyer today, Mike Hammond, the full interview at worldviewtube.com right now. So enough time to go through all of this tonight, but you can watch a lot of it at worldviewtube.com from earlier today with Mike Hammond. Now, thankfully, this House bill and Senate bill have been stopped for right now. But folks, this is the Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act of 2024. Like I said, I don't have time to go through it. But I want Lieutenant Dave Grossman to respond to a couple things here. One, it will be unlawful to, know, to un, it will be unlawful to knowingly, in a circumstance described in Section B, while acting as part or on behalf of a private paramilitary organization and armed with a firearm, explosive, or incendiary device or other dangerous weapons, one publicly patrol, drill, or engage in techniques capable of causing bodily injury or death. By that right there. If three or four of you went to the firing range or out on a firing range on your property, you go to federal prison. That's exactly what attorney with Gun Owners of America who's been doing this and crafting legislation in the Roosevelt Room steps from Ronald Reagan's office, Oval Office, told me today two, interfere with, interrupt or attempt to interfere with or interrupting government operations or a government proceeding. So if the government operation is to round up Jews And put them on train cars and carry out another Holocaust. If you interrupt that as a civilian, as a uh, uh, police officer, as a deputy, guess what? Off to prison, so said that attorney today. Interfere with or intimidate another person in that person's exercise of any right under the Constitution of the United States. Okay, what does intimidate mean? That's awfully broad. He intimidated me, he hurt my feelings. How about that? Here's the key. Uh, Let me give you one more. Assume the functions of a law enforcement officer, peace officer, or public official. Now listen to this part. Whether or not acting under the color of law. So it doesn't matter if you are acting under the color of law. If you are a deputy or a sheriff and you are acting under the color of law and thereby assert authority, are purport to assert authority over another person without the consent of that person you're in trouble so if you are on texas border and you deputy sheriff arrest an illegal and you assert authority over them off to federal prison you go now if people don't agree with what i'm reading here I'm not an attorney, but I had one on today who, as I said, has been crafting federal legislation since the 1980s and was in the Roosevelt Room doing this for and with the Reagan administration steps from the Oval Office. So if you don't trust me, go read what Mike Hammond of Gun Owners America is saying and watch his interview with me at worldviewtube.com that took place today because he's saying this would basically turn all of our law enforcement into federal agents, they would federalize the police because now the federal government's going to tell us what our sheriff and sheriff deputies and police can and cannot do. Agree or disagree?
2: Absolutely right. And, and here's the key. Thank God that that doesn't have a chance to be in past right now. But it shows what they want to do. Right. And it shows what will happen if we don't vote and vote for righteous. Brandon, my my most recent book is uh, on spiritual warfare. And and you and I have been of faith. Uh, we're men of God. We, we have faith in our God in the end. And we have faith we. this is not our home. We're, 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 we're soldiers deployed to the war zone. But, but here's what I, I want our leaders to understand. We say in the book, we are the rulers in a republic such as ours. Through our votes and our influence, we rule this nation. And if we do not vote and vote for righteousness, then we are like the wicked kings of the Old Testament. Read in the Old Testament how God punished those rulers of Israel and Judea that did not move for righteousness. We're the rulers, and we're under God. And if we do not use our vote, and if we do not vote for righteousness, if we do not vote against garbage like this, then we are Damn. Now our salvation is not in doubt through Jesus Christ. You and I are basic Billy Graham Christians here. That's right. That's right. But but understand the fact that our nation is doomed and damned. We are the rulers of this nation. We are held in judgment for how we use our authority. You must vote and you must vote for righteousness or you are condemned. And 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 the God that held the the unrighteous kings of Israel and Judea to judgment He's holding us to judgment today on how we use that authority. You don't want that responsibility? Then go to another nation. Because being a member of this nation means you vote and you vote for righteousness. And if you're not doing it, then you're under under judgment.
1: Let me get uh, to this uh, Kansas City uh, uh, yeah. tragedy. Because what I want to highlight are the people that were the heroes there. Let me play the video footage because uh, hopefully we'll be able to see. Okay, let's go. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Let me back it up. I'll go with the audio. Let's hear that audio. Yeah
2: and notice this is an unarmed victim zone it's another unarmed victim zone.
1: now look at those people wrestling that guy to the ground yeah. yeah they say he kept fighting uh and yet those guys continued to do their best to keep him on the ground and secure until the officers could get there but of course by now you've got a you got one person already dead or dying and many others injured and 22 that had to be taken to the hospital I want to back up there again and I want to see if we can show a little bit of this watch them watch them I wish we had a closer shot but I'd like to show you how they're
2: they're fighting back yes yes praise praise God and God bless America that's you know in, in the end the answer is not to take away you know you notice that was an unarmed victim zone the Super Bowl was an unarmed victim zone. But it wasn't enforced. There was a man with a rifle. How did he get in there? How do he get there? And and, and it, the answer was Americans who jumped on him. Look what happened in Joel Olstein's church. Yeah, uh, it was it was the members of that church who were cops. They they might very well be civilians who returned fire on this individual uh, who who came in to, to commit a church massacre. The answer is to arm yourself, train yourself, prepare yourself. That's the American way. But one last thing. We are a a nation under God, in God we trust. Remember this and never lose track of it. In the end, everybody will die. In the end, every nation will fall over my dead body, over your dead body. But sooner or later, every nation falls. Sooner or later, the sun will die, but eternity continues. Keep your eye on the big picture. Don't let the things of this world bring you down. Have faith in God, have faith in our nation, have faith in our way of life and have faith in men and women like that who will jump on the armed man and and stop him at the moment of truth. God bless America. As long as we have men and women like that, uh, uh, we are truly blessed.
1: Indeed. Amen. Uh, It's a great way to end, but I got to I got to bring up one more story. Take a look at this one here. The South Africa Hamas Iran axis. That's the brand new article out today at Stone Institute. The South Africa Hamas, Iran, Axis, because, uh, Colonel, we have, as you know, lots of folks from South Africa pouring over our border, and many of them are communists. And now, of course, we have a ton of them from Venezuela, and we know that many of them in Venezuela have come there uh, at the behest of Iran. They are Iranians. Uh, Not that all Iranians are terrorists. There are many Persians who are freedom-loving people. And by the way, I uh, I want to say hello to all of those in, uh, I guess I say it incorrectly, I say as an American, Iran, Iran, I guess is how they want me to say it. Uh, But we are hearing from people in Iran that are saying, thank you, thank you. Learn how to pronounce the name of our country. It's Iran, not Iran. Maybe a hard (laughs) to have it to break, but thank you so much, Brandon, for talking about us Persians and Iranians that do not want to live under Sharia. We have a lot of people and, and remember, that watch this in South Amy Africa Carter, too. That,
2: that Jimmy Carter threw the Shah of Iran under the bus. That's right. This, this whole thing comes back to another Democrat loser uh who who who, who has who has destroyed our, our, our policy and destroyed our nation. and uh, and that's you know, goes back to the Shah of Iran under Jimmy Carter being thrown under the bus. Uh with the same weak willed people who who lost Afghanistan, the threats that are coming down the road, but never never lose track.
1: Look, but look uh, at this. This is dies, South every Africa. Falls. South Africa, Hamas. Yes. I mean, and, and Iran. This it, is it, who they're letting over that, the border. Everyone, this is who's here. Woven,
2: woven throughout that is an outfit called Boko Haram. The very word Boko Haram means Western schooling is evil. Across northern and central Africa, Boko Haram, a uh, 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 Islamist uh, fundamentalist terrorist group, Boko Haram has wiped out hundreds of schools and hundreds of daycares. <laughs> across Northern Africa. The very word Boko Haram, Boko means book, any book other than the Quran. Haram is a religious word, means forbidden, evil, sinful. The very name of the organization is Western Schools Are Evil. Mm. And hundreds of times across Northern Africa, they're hitting schools and daycares and slaughtering children. And this is that axis, this is that whole axis of evil that now has been turned loose on us as we, as we opened our borders and failed to have the most minimal amount of of, of 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 public policy, of international policy, that could have hope to sustain and maintain American lives and freedom around the globe.
1: Yeah, our our mutual friend John, who wrote the book on terror of Beslan, I was tech- yes. I was emailing with him tonight.
2: Yes, uh, he and I will be going to uh, uh, on this trip to uh, Ukraine together, train Ukrainian troops. That's Great what he man. told
1: me. That's what he told me actually in the email tonight. Uh, as you know, he wrote on that book, Tara Bezlan. How yes. concerned are you that we are going to see, God forbid, but I'm afraid we are. We have so many cities and towns that have spent millions and millions of dollars on $100 million high schools, football stadiums that look like something from a, a college university. The, but these cities and towns have spent so much money on things, but yet they do not have the security they need. Do you believe the schools of America have I mean, I know we have well-meaning school resource officers, but do you believe for the time that we're living in, the threat that we're facing from the Islamist and the Marxist, the CCP, the Iranians, Hamas, Hezbollah, do you believe, Lieutenant Grossman, that the schools of America have the security they need for these no. times?
2: No, they do not. Let's let's take a look at the, at what happened in Texas after the massacre in, uh, in, in the school there. Uh, the, the media said, get rid of guns, get rid of guns. How's that working out for Mexico? So here's what Texas did. Number one, keep the stinking doors locked. When, when we look at the massacre that happened in, in, in Uvalde, we had exterior door unlocked, interior door unlocked. Here we are, a quarter of a century school massacres, a quarter century after Columbine, and they won't keep the damn doors locked. Lock the exterior doors. Lock the interior doors. That's the Texas law. How much money did that cost? How hard was that to make it the stinking law? Number one. Number two. Put the laminate film on the glass. It doesn't do any good. to Lock the door if you shut out the glass. Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre. The doors are locked. Your kids are safe. He shot out the glass, opened the door, and murdered two classrooms of first graders.
1: Also in Nashville. Also in Nashville. Nashville. Film, and they allowed
2: that you know this is not hard. But they're not doing it until we make it the law. They slip back in denial. They're in control of woke mindset. They can't grasp the fact that evil would come and slaughter their children until it happens. And then it's too late.
1: They did that in Nashville. Didn't that shooter shoot out the window and then just walk through
2: the glass? Uh, Yeah, with $20 of laminate film on that glass and, and that killer would not have been able to get through. Now, this is not rocket science. Half the cost of a modern school building goes into fire code. But they refuse to do the least thinking thing to prepare for violence because it's it's this woke religion that we can't believe there's people so evil. They would come and do this to our children.
1: That's because we don't believe in fallen, a fallen nature. We don't believe in original sin. Oh, oh, everybody's good. Everybody has good in them. Most people are good. No, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one good. No, not one. Yes. Yes. Uh, I gave you a demotion. I called you L- lieutenant. It's that's lieutenant, right. Cur- it's that's lieutenant that's colonel. Right. Lieutenant colonel. Colonel Dave Grossman. Take a look. His Hurrah. website, grossmanontruth.com. Grossmanontruth.com. His brand new book on spiritual warfare. There it is. Grossmanontruth.com. I found another one uh, about on you tonight as well. Where did it go? It is right here. Grossman Academy. What is that?
2: Hurrah. Well, you know what? That's a great organization. They are the leading trainer online trainer for law enforcement
1: but that's not you and
2: they have taken my book on combat, oh, it you. turned it an online course uh pick up three semester credit hours in service training get an e-copy of the book work through a lot of the book they've taken my book on killing and on combat and turned them into online classes and it is absolutely dynamite for mental foundation especially the book on combat it's marine corps commandants required reading for 20 years of war uh, my book on combat you go to grossmanacademy.com and, uh, and do the online class for on combat. Get a copy of the book, a lot of the audio, a lot of input from me, and, and work your way through that book on combat. That's the one I was just telling you, the one you see right over my head here, yeah. that uh, was translated into Ukrainian. The U.S. Embassy bought 1,000 copies uh, uh, just to kickstart it, and I'll be headed over there with our friend, John Gaiduck, Lord Willen, uh, in the, uh, the end of May, to provide the same training. Get the training the Marine Corps wants on mental preparation for the fight uh, uh, on combat, online resource, thanks for mentioning it, Uh, and uh, it'd be a great place to go.
1: Thank you so much, Colonel, appreciate it. Colonel Grossman checking in tonight, thank you, sir.
2: Thank you, and God bless you, and God bless America.
1: You too, my friend. Check out his main website, folks, his main website, which is, again, right here, GrossmanOnTruth.com. All right, before we go to Brant Frost Jr. on the Willie Fannis case uh, out of Georgia today, and then Rob Linstead, Dr. Rob Linstead, On the Super Bowl ad, Uh, he gets us. That was the name of the ad and the website and had um, people washing the feet of transgenders and other things. What was the symbol of washing feet in the Bible? What did it mean? And did Jesus wash the feet of people in open rebellion and sin? Those are good questions. Don't you think we should get the answers to those questions? We will tonight with pastor and doctor, PhD, theologian, Dr. Rob Linstead. But before we do, let me remind you, we are brought to you by you. And one of the ways I think you can support your health And help us is by doing the same thing I do take this daily elixir all you got to do is take the top rip off the top right there and then you're ready to start drinking as I take two of these a day Uh, what is in here collagen but not just any collagen as you heard from dr. MD Victoria the other night the collagen is set at such a uh, level uh, as far as the length of the collagen that your body can actually digest it all right in the peptides and then you have the astraxanthin. So, not only can your body digest this and get into your system versus flushing it down, about 95%, the studies show most people's cheap collagen goes down the toilet. This, about 95%, is absorbed. Then you have the astraxanthin that crosses the brain blood barrier and gets into your system. That got the cognitive award for 2022. That's loaded with antioxidants, taking on the free radicals that so many of us come in contact with every day in our environment and food and then cat's claw an anti-inflammatory again we're getting so many good reports from you who are on this and the subscriptions it's well over an 80 percent retention clearly tells us it's working for people that are taking it like it is for me and for melissa who brought it to us that's why we used her name she brought it to us we track it with her name uh so that we get a percentage of each purchase. So I think it's a great way to support your health and us. Please go here right now, MelissaHouseBG.com. You'll find the clinical trials right there. Science and clinical trial docs. Click it. That file that will open up a lot of files. Order now. You can click it right there. You can get a test box, or you can go ahead and just get a subscription. Show it so it shows up at your door each and every day. It's really quite easy to take. All you do is, Squeeze it like a tube of toothpaste, and that's really all you got to do. And I like to roll it up as I go, as you've seen me do in the past. It does give you a lot of energy, no doubt about that. Um, it also gives me a sense of calmness. Now, you probably don't you probably don't believe that part, right, because I'm so high energy, but it does. Uh, but again, there's a lot of things going on that you probably don't even think about. My wife, again, a couple of weeks ago said, you know one thing you're not doing? I said, no, hon, what is that? She said, you're not asking me for pepsid anymore. I have not asked her for pepsid. Since I started taking this December 2nd and here we are today, February 16th, get up about once a night to go to the bathroom. That's it. I was going three or four times a night. Must be that anti-inflammatory in there. hands. They're still looking good, healthy, not cracked, not bleeding, which every winter by now they are atrocious and they hurt and they bleed a lot. Not this year. It's gotta be that collagen, right? Hair is nice and thick, getting thicker. My wife says the barber said that the other day when I went and, uh, I've got other other benefits as well. Uh, they're, they're sleeping better and not snoring, my wife says. You're not snoring nearly like you were. So again, the, a few of these things I would never even thought of, but my wife has noticed them and, and has brought it up. So again, we are getting a lot of feedback from you guys as to the benefits that you are experiencing. Don't show my computer because I don't want to show anybody's... Uh, email address or anything. But I do want to read one real quick that I got the other day because this is from someone I've known for a long time. And uh, let's see if I can find it real quick what she had to say to us the other night. Um, It may take longer than I want because we we email back and forth. Let's see here. (sighs) Hmm. Well, in a nutshell, what in a nutshell, oh, here it is. Don't show the screen. Uh, I started taking one pack of Bella Grace daily on 1-9-2024. Uh, so January 9th, 2024. Now, this is someone I've known a long time. I was not actually having any problems. I don't go to doctors, don't take meds, etc. But I'll be 75 in May of this year. Since taking Bella Grace, I'm not getting up during the night to go to the bathroom. Ditto, same here. But once was three or four times. Also, my hands, which have always frozen up, just been numb in the summer or winter and fine, and are fine now. Let me read it again. My hands, which have always frozen up, just been numb in summer or winter, are fine now. Three exclamation points. Thank you so much for sponsoring Bella Grace. Now, that's someone I've known for some time. And again, we're getting lots and lots of those. So again, please check it out. Uh, melissahousebg.com BG.com. All right. One other place to go real quick is superfoodshouse.com. Do you have that okay, you have that spot ready? Can we play that spot, Logan? Superfoodshouse.com. We added them a little over a week ago. And again, many of you are responding very, very um well to this as as well as Bella Grace. So thank you for that. Watch this little spot before we go to Brant Frost Jr. about Willie Fannis. Watch this.
0: superfoodshouse.com. Transform your life today. We have partnered with a superfood manufacturer and offer you a one-stop destination for organic, non-GMO superfoods. At superfoodshouse.com, we offer a premium selection of nutrient-rich superfoods, from the revitalizing protein shakes to the Super Amino 23 protein tablets. These tablets help your body rapidly absorb protein, creating lean muscle and burning fat. Visit superfoodshouse.com right now and seize limited time offers on superfood products. With just a few clicks, you can have these nutritional powerhouses delivered right to your door. superfoodshouse.com, where wellness meets convenience. Your path to a healthier lifestyle begins here.
1: There you go, folks, superfoodshouse.com. And by the way, I just took my Bella Grace while that was playing. And uh, okay, Jill, Jill says, ha, 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 calmness. You cracked me up. Mental calmness, Jill, mental, mental calmness. Remember, crosses the brain blood barrier, mental calmness. (laughs) I knew she wasn't going to buy that or some of you calmness. I'd hate to see whether he's like without it. Uh, All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, Joining me now is Brant Frost, Jr. Brant, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for being with us.
3: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Brant, tell us, uh, you used to be with the Georgia GOP, correct? Yes, I I was
3: the vice chair for four years. I'm still a member of the state committee, and I still serve as the chairman of my local party. Uh, and I uh, serve in various other volunteer roles and capacities with uh, various political action committees and volunteer boards. And uh, it's it's very interesting to see what we saw today in the Fonnie Willis hearings. We were looking forward to that, and uh, she did not disappoint.
1: She did if not. Saturday
3: night, if, if Saturday Night Live was still an actual comedy show, uh, they would have some great material for their for their show this weekend if they were actually still a comedy show instead of a, a left wing echo chamber rag.
1: Very well put. For those who maybe don't know, what what was today? We, we, we She wasn't on trial per se. Was she? Was this a hearing? Was this uh, uh, to disqualify her as a DA on this case? Was it to show bias, corruption? What was really taking place? Because a lot of people know that something was going on. It's everywhere. But they don't really know what the proceedings were really all about.
3: Well, yes, they, this hearing was to determine whether or not she should remain as the uh, prosecuting attorney on this case, and they had various reasons to think she should not. And during the course of the testimony, including the examination of her and her a paramour, who she appears to have hired for a great deal of money, a taxpayer money to work for work for her and money that and they use money for various things that probably shouldn't have been used for um things really started to come unglued and uh like i said that's putting it nicely
1: that's putting it nicely
3: well well to to quote exactly um on msnbc they uh they said their their legal analyst said quote it's uh said that it's game over and that the just the initial their initial response before they had a chance to think about how should we spend this which just this is really bad. In fact I ha- really, actually really have bad. that
1: clip we don't rehearse our shows and so you didn't know but I actually have that clip and I was going to play it have you respond so since you thank thankfully queued it up so nice for us let me go to it right now watch and listen to to what Brant's referring to.
0: Yeah, this, this has been a bombshell and it was a slow, a sort of a slow burn. But, um, if you, if you parse the language, huge, huge issues here. And I want to be really clear. This is not about a relationship between two consenting adults. This has nothing to do with that. It's about lying to the court. It's about potential financial gain on the part of Finey Willis and, and not, not even so much. That, that's a second that takes the back seat here. The issue is that. Her credibility is shot, um, just as Anthony was saying. If she lied to the court, she submitted something to the court that she knew was false and inaccurate, what else was she lying about? It's a horrible, horrible look for her. I think this case is dead in the water. Yeah, this this has been a bombshell.
1: Dead in the water, this case. So do you believe the whole case is now going to be thrown out?
0: I don't know about that.
3: Um, I think that it it depends um, it depends a great deal upon whether or not the Democrats feel that some of the other prosecutions they've been waging against Trump will be successful. Um, because I'm, I'm of the opinion, as I'm sure many of your viewers are, that at this point, our legal system is clearly a two-tiered system. And when the system wants to go after you and wants to put you in jail or wants to convict you, um, they're going to find some way to do it. There's an old quote from the Soviet secret police that says, you show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Mm -hmm. In other words, tell me who you want to see thrown into the gulag and I'll find something he's done. There's a book called Three Felonies a Day that lays out the reasons why Americans, the average American unknowingly commits three crimes a day in violation of some obscure federal or state regulation that technically if prosecuted fully could be felonies. We, we commit so many crimes today, and we're not even aware of it, you know, violate so many small regulations. And it's just crazy. So if the state wants you in jail, they can usually find a way to put you there. Like most of your viewers, I'm of the opinion that they're determined to find this, to find at least one of these cases through to a conclusion that they like. And I think that what might result in this case being thrown out, and I hope it will be thrown out, but I think that the reason it'll be thrown out has less to do with the merits of the case. The merits are terrible, but it doesn't matter. They're gonna see it through to, you know, to victory. But here's why I think they'll let it go. Not only did Fannie Willis embarrass herself, but that's still not enough. I mean, after all, Joe Biden embarrassed himself and they're still gonna put him forward for president. I think the key here is that you have to look at the DC case and the New York case. In New York, if it goes to jury, that jury is going to be all Democrat. If you look at the voting patterns of Manhattan County, uh, you know, what would be the county of Manhattan, um, that it is so overwhelmingly Democrat that the law of averages says that every juror in that jury box would have been someone who voted for Joe Biden or for Hillary Clinton in the last two elections. Conversely, in D.C., again, 93, 96, 7, 93 to 96 percent Democrat area. Again, the law of averages says every one of those jurors is going to be someone who voted for either Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. Now you move down to Fulton County. In Fulton County, you have a county that voted closer to two to one for Hillary and for Joe Biden, which means the law of averages says that three between three and five jurors are probably going to be Republicans or voted for Trump. So in the jurisdiction which, A, is more likely to have Trump jurors who would be likely to vote to acquit him, B has a Republican governor, it is much more likely that they say, well, we'll write this case off. We'll throw all our marbles on New York or DC. So I think that is the single biggest reason why we probably will see this case dismissed or thrown out or a new lawyer assigned, Hmm. just because the blob decide of the three cases, this jurisdiction is the least likely to return a successful conviction anyway. Because there's more Republicans likely to be on the jury, so we'll let them have this one. And even better, it'll you know, make them look like they're following the rules. Notice how they were doing those Hunter Biden. Notice how the media suddenly turned against Hunter Biden a few yes. months ago. Yes, it was so obvious what they were doing. They were trying to take those friends that every that your listeners and viewers have. They were trying to talk to those friends that they have, who are suburbanites, who are more well-to-do, and who are who don't realize as your viewers do and you do the nature of the threat our nation faces, they wanted those people to stay asleep so that they could say, well, the Democrats went after Hunter Biden too. It's fair justice. No one's above the law. They went after Trump. then went after Hunter Biden. Or notice the way that they threw Bob Menendez under the bus. Again, they, they throw a meaningless presidential and a senator who's well beyond his prime. They trade that gladly for our you know, nominee. And they'll trade make that deal every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But it's a way for them to give the veneer of impartiality of a, of a system that where no one is above the law. Anyone who knows anything about the respected you know, political value of them, you know, we lo- you know, we get Bob Menendez thrown out of office and he's gonna be out of office the end of this year anyway, he's gonna lose his seat. And maybe Hunter Biden gets some criminal conviction on the one end. On the other hand, they get to lock up Donald Trump. Yeah, of course, it's obvious it's a good deal for them. And they're gonna trade and they'll trade that anytime. Mm. But I think that they're likely to throw to to be OK with throwing out this case just because they realize they can get Trump somewhere else. And because they'll say, look, you know, this isn't a kangaroo court. You know, she was you know, she was violating these things, violating her ethics. So we threw So, you know, so the case was thrown out. The system
1: worked. What about you her? Remember, do you think yeah. Do you think she is in legal jeopardy? Because listen, listen to what she admitted to a few clips today. Here's one of them.
4: But I yes. always have cash at the house. That has been, I don't know, all my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you wanna go. So I keep cash in my house and I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to, Um, I don't go on many dates. But when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If it didn't come out of the bank? Cash is uh, fungible. I had cash for years in my house, so for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. When it's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, what did she just say? Back that up, watch and listen again.
4: Wait, it's been my whole life. Been her whole life? So- she took a large amount of money on my first campaign. I kept some of the cash of that. Like I kept some of that
1: back. What what's going on there, Brant?
3: Well, not to be uncharitable, but anyone who knows anything about the way that, shall we say, Democrat politicians of Miss Willis's persuasion uh, operate in the big cities of our nation. No one is surprised by this. This is standard operating procedure. This is SOP DNC if you're in a big city and you're part of one of these big city political operations. Basic graph, petty criminal activity. This is just standard operating procedure if you're a Democrat in these big cities. I mean, if you look at, for example, in truth, there is an interesting statistic, gives you an idea in, in the nature of these political machines in the big cities like Atlanta, New York, Chicago, L.A., During the 2009-2011 term of Congress, when the Democrats controlled the Congress, Nancy Pelosi was Speaker. This is Obama's first two years as president. During that time, if my memory serves me correctly, with Democrats controlling everything, including the House Ethics Committee, every single one of the members of the Congress who were up before the Ethics Committee for ethical violations, bribery allegations, misappropriations, every single one of them was a member of the Congressional Black Caucus. Keep in mind, the Congressional Black Caucus is barely 10% of the Congress, but every single one of them was, and, and since almost every single one of them comes from a big city, there's, there were, there's very few members of the Congressional Black Caucus who come from a rural district or suburban district. There's a few now, but historically, they were all from the big cities, pretty much all one or two. And so that culture of the big city corruption, the shakedown, the petty cash, considered the case of, William, of uh, Congressman Jefferson in uh, Louisiana. His first name escapes me from the moment. I think it's William Bill Jefferson. Um, he was known as Cold Cash Jefferson because he kept it in his. He he kept,
1: kept, was, let me let me see if I'm, yeah. I'm, I remember. My trivia yeah. comes back. I think he kept a bunch of cash in his freezer.
3: Correct. Correct. And and he <laughs> and hit and this is back when the Democrat Party. Let me uh, I'm let me get you the exact uh, number that the amount he had. This is back when the Democrat Party had a had could be shamed somewhat. Um, this is back when he had four, more than $400,000, $400,000 he, that he had taken, and he, he kept he kept most or all of it in his freezer, you know, to hide it away. And eventually, federal investigators discovered it. But this was such a scandal, he was forced to resign. And, in fact, oh, excuse me, he, he didn't resign. He lost his seat in 2008. He ran for re-election, but before he could be forced out of office, the voters did it for him. But here's the thing: his district was so Democrat that he thought he was safe. But the voters in his district, in New Orleans, the parish of New Orleans, rebelled and elected a Asian American Republican by the name of Joseph Powell to the seat. He narrowly beat Jefferson. Now he lost the seat two years later to a Democrat, um, Cedric, uh, a, a Democrat who would later on go who would later on go to the go on to become the White House chief of staff under Joe Biden, Cedric Richmond, I believe, gentlemen. Who defeated um, Who defeated Chow? But that was back when Democrats could be shamed into saying this isn't a good look, and there were enough independently minded Democrats in the city of New Orleans to say, "Okay, we need to, we can't vote for this guy again." Well, but listen this to culture this. of corruption goes yep. back decades.
1: Look, look at this latest one because she met some. She's got a lot of cash. She gets a lot of access to cash. Here we go. met And I'm asking you whether or not those payments would be reflected on credit card bills of yours. So there was
4: about five hundred dollars that I think is reflected on a debit card. What well, my recollection is, I took about four in cash with me today. To four
1: hundred or four thousand.
4: Four thousand. met And I'm asking you whether or not four
1: thousand dollars cash. This woman's running around with a lot of cash. What well, what I'd like to know the trail. I mean, it's not illegal to have cash. I mean, if she wants to go to the bank, take four thousand out of the bank, go to do that. I guess my question would be, want someone that's in her position. Um, I, I I just like be kind of curious. I don't know because I'm, I'm, you think this. I'm just asking question. You think this woman takes payoffs? Um, do you think someone's paying her to do all this? Is this where this cash is coming from? Who do you think's behind this? Is is George Soros behind this? Is somebody else behind this giving her cash?
3: I think it goes back even more basic than that. The culture of the political world in which, and you know, the political swamp, if you will, that Tommy will. We'll...
1: We lost your first second there. You back? I think you just got muted there. Well, tell you what, let's reconnect with him because I definitely want to hear uh, what he has to say about that. And while he, we're reconnecting, here is another clip from well, Fannie Willis today. Here we go. are
4: on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So my question was, you have any prior <laughs> to getting any personal records of mine? We're not dealing with privilege through a witness. And I'm not, no, 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 I'm not dealing with privilege with, you to put them in camera
0: for the post-review and I just want to know.
1: Right. So she, the, the, the uh, comment there was, she didn't, she didn't want her personal records out there. I object to any getting any of my personal records. Wait a minute. How many personal records did this woman ask for of Donald Trump? How many of these folks in the Democrat Marxist Party have asked for the personal records of Donald Trump and his children and gone through the underwear drawer? I'm sorry, but true. Of Trump's wife, Melania. Branton's back. Brent, here she says she doesn't want any of any. Uh, of her personal records. I object to getting any of my personal records. Haven't the Trump family had to turn over a lot of personal records?
3: Yes, they have. And some of the things that were being done were clearly just done as a humiliation ritual, uh, just to make, just to, just to make them feel bad, just to shame them, humiliate them. Um, The, the Democrat party, you know, they, um, they not only tolerate all kinds of barbarism and, and a primitive at conduct in among their criminal elements in the cities they don't enforce crime laws they don't punish criminals they not only enforce it they don't only encourage it and tolerate it in petty criminals they encourage the same kind of primitive barbaristic um, ritual humiliations among their you know their so-called prosecutors and, and criminal investigators the same kind of spirit of the the, sh- the shame culture. We're just going to shame you. We're going to just make you do these little things that you that we only do it just to be cruel. And it's very it's a very primitive and Soviet type of methods. But at the end of the day, I, I think another thing is important to remember to uh, to kind of take this back to a fifty thousand foot view is that it's very easy in times like this to grow very jaded, very cynical, and to think that. The evil people are in control, and there's really nothing you can do about it. But this is why we can take comfort in the fact, and I'm saying this: a program like this is particularly relevant. Relevant. Um, the Lord is in control ultimately, and George Soros, all his money and all his influence, couldn't prevent a DA with sticky fingers from getting herself into this situation. It's all. It's almost as if you had this situation is for the Lord to show us his power, that he's in control, that they thought they had it all stitched up. Everything was going to go perfect. They had Trump dead to rights. They were going to railroad him. And then it all came undone because one of the key players in their little play couldn't keep her hand out of the till.
1: Well, I love how you
3: really, really.
1: I love how you ended our interview tonight because you brought it back to the Christian worldview perspective that I so much appreciate. So in, indeed, thank you for doing that. But let me ask you in closing, Brant, first of all, I see you have a, a pack. You guys want to throw that back up there? Tell me, first of all, about your pack.
3: Yeah, we, we started a political action committee some years ago with the goal of being able to elect hardcore conservative uh, individuals, firebrands in the tradition of Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and Andy Biggs and Mark Meadows and other Bob Good, the chairman, current chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, people like that, to office at the state level. We started that in 2017. Since then, the groups like the Club for Growth have started the caucus network and have come along working with us and have picked up the torch and kept on going. We're still active as a group, g- uh, org is our website. We focus mainly on helping challengers to rhino incumbents, as well as in open seats, helping to elect people. Again, in the House Freedom Caucus mode to state legislative office, because even though Congress is largely gridlocked and can only the only time they ever do anything, it's bad. At the state level, there are still about between 20 and 30 states. There's about 20 red states and 10 swing states where you can actually do something. If Republicans are in control and the right Republicans are leading, like a governor Ron DeSantis in his state of Florida, you can actually pass substantive change. I mean, if 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 Florida were the were a whole country. You, if Florida were the United States, the amount of successes we've seen in Florida over the last years is truly, you know, the, it's, we've never seen this at the federal level for conservative wins. And we've, I don't think we've ever seen any state level in uh, Florida. We're trying to help other states, first electing legislators and then eventually electing a governor one day here in Georgia. We're focused on here in Georgia, who could be, uh, who could be a Ron DeSantis type figure for the state of uh, for the state of Georgia and every state should have someone like that down the road. I my char- I encourage all my friends if you have a friend who's a congressman, who's a member of the House Freedom Caucus, you should urge your friend to come home and run for governor. We need we don't just need one Ron DeSantis, we need 20 of them.
1: Brant, thank you so much for being with us. Very well spoken. And thank thank you so much for being with us. You're so well spoken. And thank you again for making time for us on such short notice. We'll pray for your state because your state used to not be in this mess. So we'll pray for your state. But then again, a lot of our states weren't in these messes. Uh, but we'll definitely be praying that this gets worked out. Thank you so much, Brant, for being with us.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Brant checking in tonight. Brant Frost Jr. <clears throat> All right how many of you saw the Super Bowl ad uh, in fact let me run it and then I'm gonna bring on uh, Colonel Colonel I'm gonna bring on, <laughs> I'm gonna bring on dr. Rob Lindsted. He he's like Colonel will I get a promotion tonight I'm gonna bring on dr. Rob Linstead on this but here's the ad that ran during the Super Bowl by a so-called Christian group he gets us watch this. <laughs>
4: Screen. but you know it's true
1: don't have to tell you wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute is that family planning clinic that's an abortion clinic
4: I love your precious heart I I was standing
1: So we've got the immigrant, now we've got the Muslim. You guys keeping up, right?
4: Two worlds collided, And they could never tear us apart. Yeah.
1: I guess this is a transgender, right? Joining me now uh, to explain where this is all coming from and what is really in the Bible and what is not is Dr. Rob Linstead. Dr. Linstead, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us.
5: Yeah, My pleasure to be with you tonight.
1: Uh, had you seen that ad prior to my playing it tonight? Did you see it before this?
5: Yes, I, I watched the Super Bowl, so I did see the ad.
1: And what did you think when you yeah. saw it? I would reported on this group a month or so ago or more, maybe even several months ago, reported on this group uh, that they were out there running these kind of ads. But uh, when I saw it run on the uh, Super Bowl, I was like, "Woo!" Uh, what did you think when you first saw it? Had you had you been aware of this group, or was that the first time you'd ever heard about them?
5: Really, I was more aware of the week or so before, but it's a different Jesus. Mm. It's not the Jesus of the Bible, because the the Jesus of the Bible is against sin. And the Bible is very clear that, that homosexuality is sin. Transgender is a sin. Abortion is a sin. And so if we study the, the life of, of Jesus Christ, we find that, that he approached it very different his idea was not to make a friend of the sinner his idea was to change the sinner and the the bible is very clear for let's let's just take for example uh, the woman taken in adultery okay when when she's brought to jesus he doesn't wash her feet what does he do he he talks to her she admits that she's a sinner and he says go and sin no more he he turns her from sin you see Today, what we'd like to do is we'd like to say, okay, let's not condemn anybody. But if no one is to be condemned, why did Jesus go to the cross? Why does it say that that our sin was put on him and his righteousness was given to us? But that comes to those who accept him as a savior. Those that Romans chapter ten, verse eight, you know, that you confess your sin and you receive him in a personal way. Every example of Jesus is, is so interesting because he doesn't wash the, the sinner's feet. Matter of fact, it's almost insulting. They, they, want, they want us to accept them as an equal, but Jesus Christ didn't do that. Let, let's take the woman at the well. He doesn't go to the place of her sin. No, he, he meets her at a place, and he talks to her about the fact that she's missing something. She tries to do a religious debate. He says, no. You, what you need, and matter of fact, he names her sin. The woman she's living, the the man he's li- the the man she's living with is not her husband. He points out her sin, and when he's done talking, she turns from that. To she turns to to Jesus Christ. So, so I think they're they're putting out a different Jesus, and we shouldn't be surprised. In the last days, remember that there's going to be antichrist. There's going to be false Christ, and I really think that this is an example of not properly displaying the gospel. Jesus died for our sins. So one of the first things that we do in salvation, we acknowledge that we're a sinner. For some reason, they they make it sound like Jesus is not offended by sin. He is offended by sin. So let's look at the whole idea of foot washing. And by the way, uh, the, the song is interesting too. I had someone who, who did some research on this and in the song, he gets us. The music was important, and here's why. It's never tear us apart, okay? And the whole deal is, it says two worlds collide. They never tear us apart. You can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, let people alone. Let Their their lifestyle doesn't matter. Their sin doesn't matter. All you do is you you just say that, I'm going to say historically, you, you believe about Jesus. Well, James says that the devils believe, the demons believe, but they're not saved. Why? They can't turn from their sin. Um, I, and I, I want to talk about the foot washing because, man, that, that's, I, I'm so glad they, they use that because it's really going to, I think, clear up a, a big point of confusion. This is in John chapter 13. And here's Jesus. And, and as he's talking to his disciples, it's interesting because remember, as he begins to, to wash feet, Simon Peter said to Jesus, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, he that is washed, that he used the word bathe, need not except to clean his feet, to, to wipe his feet. Peter, at that point, was not getting saved. If, if that's salvation, then Jesus went to the cross and he, why did he die? He died because of sin sin separates me from God God's holy he's righteous I have to admit I'm a sinner then I receive the forgiveness that comes when I say Jesus died for me so he tells and then Peter says okay bathe me all over Jesus said no you don't need a bathing you did that when you were saved you were bathed by by faith in Christ but all you need is a foot washing, a wiping wipe. Because in those days, when you walked across the, the the world in a sandal, your feet would be dirty. And so the pollution of the world is what he was trying to, to wash away. Our sins are not washed away by by water. They're forgiven by the blood of Christ. So, so really, they, they have the story so wrong. Jesus is still holy, holy, holy. God the Father is still holy, holy, holy. Uh, Another one that comes to my mind is in 1 Corinthians. Remember there, it says, you know, those who who have these sins, and he lists a lot of them. And he says, such were some of you. In other words, these people had repented of their sin, they turned from their sin, and they were forgiven of their sin, and they're on the way to heaven. Does that mean a a Christian ever sins? No, unfortunately, we do sin. But 1 John says, if we confess our sin, notice that we have to acknowledge it's a sin. These people are not acknowledging that this is a sin. What they want us to do is say abortion is fine. You know, we're, we're as good as anybody else, but we abort, we, we murder people. Transgender is fine, but we, we destroy the creation of God. Homosexuality is fine because we, we ignore the principles of God. That's not turning from our sin that's trying to make god into a different god than he is because he's got to be holy otherwise heaven is not heaven
1: this here you know you, you go look to see who's behind this ad and here here's an article at uh, sporting news and it asks that question who is behind he gets us jesus commercials what to know about charity funding super bowl ad and as you read through the uh, the ad you find out Naturally, the price of running a commercial during the Super, during the game is enormous. A thirty-second ad is an esti- is estimated to cost seven million. Wow! So there, who's behind this? Who's paying for this? And as we read, we find out that a couple familiar names jump out, and one of them is among the donors behind this campaign is David Green, whose son is a board member at Come Near. The billionaire Hobby Lobby co-founder among the donors behind the campaign is the family is the family of billionaire Hobby Lobby co-founder, David Green, whose son is a board member had come near. Uh, we went over here to another article, and this is an article with uh, Glenn Beck. And uh, it, it he's talking here. Welcome, David. He talks about David and they talk about uh, Hobby Lobby. I mean, you can do a quick little. Control F, type in Hobby Lobby, there you go. Hobby Lobby founder, this is the best to run. And then you t- go do Control F, he gets us, and let's see what they find. Here we go, David. Uh, but yeah, I think there's something we have to do. I think you'll see us, our family, a lot of other families coming on the program, you're going to see it at the Super Bowl. He gets us. We're wanting to say we, being a lot of different people, that he gets us. He understands all of us. He hates who he lo- he hates who. He loves who we hate. So I think we have to let the public know and create a moment, really. So that might be shocking to a lot of people because a lot of people have uh, thought Hobby Lobby was a, a family business that was standing behind a lot of traditional values. I, a lot of people have gone and shopped at Hobby Lobby to support what they thought, you know, was a family friendly business. What are, are you shocked to find out that according to um, these reports that uh, and again, this is CNN this is the sporting news. Are you shocked to find out uh, the Hobby Lobby family is reportedly behind this?
5: Yes, I am. I I really thought that that they were probably one who would say, okay, the, the Bible is important. Because as you look at this, what it says is that the Bible is not important. I, I'm all for being a good neighbor. Uh, I may not agree biblically with my neighbor, but it doesn't mean I treat him rudely. But I can't pronounce him saved i can't pronounce him as part of the family of god because the the bible sets those requirements i don't set the requirements for heaven i don't set the the requirements for for having your sins forgiven but god the father does because god the father and jesus christ are the owners of heaven and i believe that the bible is the word of god explains to us the standards of god that's why the bible is so important so when he says that homosexuality is wrong, Romans chapter one. When he speaks of, of sexual sins that were to, to leave them, when he speaks of lying, were to leave them, it convicts every one of us. But what do we do? We turn from our sin and we turn to him. And, and I think what they're, the message that they're presenting, even by the song, two worlds collide, but, but we're okay. Even by the song, what they're trying to say is, look, live any way you wanna live, but just have this little genie off to the side and he'll, he'll wash your feet. So if you have trampled in the mud, it's okay. Isn't it amazing that it was always the conservative one who was doing the foot washing? In other words, it wasn't like, okay, we accept each other. No, you know what? I can promise you that by taking the stand that we're taking, we're going to be unpopular even in, in religious circles. But what's our standard? The standard has to be the Bible. I, I really think that that we have a lot of people today that claim to be Christians, but they're a Christian from the mouth out. God's never done a work in them, and I, and I think biblical salvation is when God does a work in us. We turn from our sin. We, we admit that's wrong. To me, it's amazing that they even want to be associated in such a way, because what they're doing is they're saying we acknowledge. That transgender is a sin. We acknowledge that abortion is a sin. Otherwise, why would Jesus need to to wash their feet? So they're admitting their their sin, but they're not they don't want to turn from it. They want God to accept them in the sinful condition, and God says, I can't do it. So let me let, let me just it?
1: clarify. Are you saying that whenever we see a foot washing going on by Jesus in the Bible, he was not washing the feet of someone who denied him or his precepts
5: right jesus washed the feet of his disciples they were people that they were professing to be christians they, they were not they were not the publicans they were not the sinners they, they were not the uh did he wash the, the feet of the woman at the well no why she was a sinner she she did not come to him in faith
1: and and not, and not that we're not still sinners as believers but what you're saying is that they had not be- followed him they had they did not believe him they did not That's believe right. in him yeah. they did not place their faith and trust in him you know it, it, again i guess the point we're making here is that this seems to make light of sin and that christians are just to love everybody and accept them for who and what they are yes we love everybody mm-hmm. And we want to be kind to people, but we cannot accept their rebellion against God as though it's acceptable, as though we're somehow doing them a favor. Now you say, but Brandon, he was without sin. Let him cast the first stone. You've admitted you're a sinner. That's right. Romans 6, Romans 7. We struggle daily with the old man and the new mind. But the difference is I've placed my faith and trust in Christ and through the blood of Christ that that uh, great exchange that took place, the righteous life imputed or credited in my account, I'm seen as righteous through through Christ's blood by God. No, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm counted as righteous, mm-hmm. but I've acknowledged that I need the blood of Christ to cover my sin. These people are still jumping in with both feet in wanton rebellion and wanting God's blessing, as you said earlier, kind of like a rabbit's foot or a lucky charm. And so mm-hmm. I think this message... Here is saying that Christians who say we love the sinner, but we hate the sin, we love the sinner. No, we cannot invite people to come into our churches and be members of our church. A church member that are in open, flagrant sin—that's what you know. Matthew 18 and church discipline are about, right? Are you saying you don't want sinners coming to church? Not saying that, but we there are standards in the Bible for what is someone who can come into the church as a member. Unbelievers can come in. Unbelievers can come in and hear the gospel message, <clears throat> but this idea that we have to just accept everybody on the same level—no, do we ex- offer them love and kindness, but we don't accept them as? Approving of them and their lifestyle. We don't accept them as members of our church Uh, We wait until they become a believer because after all that's what the word church means ecclesia called out ones There's a standard for being a member of a Bible teaching New Testament fellowship There's a standard for being an elder or a deacon or a shepherd or an overseer and yet, you know Dr. Rob we have so-called Christians today saying we need to let we need to let the gay Christian have full practice in the church they need to be able to be ministers of music, teach in the church, serve openly in the church, even though they're openly involved in the homosexual lifestyle. Now, they don't get to do that if they're involved in a heterosexual affair or heterosexual lifestyle. So there are standards. And what this is saying is we're to set all the standards aside and not acknowledge anything related to anyone's particular behavior. True? True.
5: A lot, yes, absolutely true. A lot of times people say to me, well, what about David? True. I think David you know, had a heart for God. I, I think David was a servant of God. I think he trusted in the plan of God. When David sinned, it was not swept under the carpet. It was dealt with. Dealt with sharply and harshly. Why? And then David writes Psalm 51, and he says, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. David didn't lose his salvation. He lost his fellowship. He lost his joy. And so these people need to see that we're not we're not saying this to, to be mean to them. Or
1: to be self-righteous.
5: That's right. Because, you know, every one of us, every person who goes to heaven will have to admit that he was a sinner. And that, that Christ died for his sin. And by accepting his sacrifice, that's how come we're there. We're not there because we're sinless. We're there because Jesus paid the price. What I'd like for these people to do is say, wow, if salvation can be had by leaving sin and coming to Jesus, that's what I want to do. That's what the woman at the well did. She left her sin, came to Jesus. That's what the woman taken in adultery did, left her sin, came to Jesus. So so when you come to, to John 13, Jesus, the practice of foot washing was with disciples. Even in Peter's epistle, where you speak of a foot washing there, Peter is talking to those that are believers who have left their sin, have come to Christ. So really, I think it's a, it's a false gospel. Absolutely. Gives, and it gives a false hope to people that they don't have to leave their sin, forsake their sin, and come to Christ. That's, First the, key. That's the key. That's the key
1: word. That's the key word. Two words, false hope. It's giving yeah. people false hope. It, it's it's causing people to not even consider their eternal state and that they're on the edge of eternity. Right? I mean, it's giving them false hope Absolutely. that, you, that yeah. you don't even need to consider because ju- Jesus doesn't judge. He doesn't judge. He gets us. He's cool with us. He gets us. But yet on the day of judgment, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to judge according to his character and his nature. And he's going to find that no one measures up which is why he had to lay down his life but i'm afraid dr rob some of these people that have watched this ad when they get there on judgment day will say what wait a minute i i was told by a group of christians that you got me that you understood you know my faults and that you'd accept me and wash my feet and accept me spiritually are you are you saying that's not the case you know this is very dangerous and very sad
5: yeah it it sure is and i think that's why it, the Bible says there's going to be a day when they're going to say, you know, Lord, I did this, I did yes. that, and and He's going to say, I never knew you, I never knew you. How sad? Why? Because they they never came and acknowledged their sin, and turned from their sin and come to Christ.
1: That's right. Let's go to this uh, before we run out of time. This is a brand new article, came out today, February 15th, 2024, something we've been covering for years and years. Dr. Rob and I have been waiting for years for the red heifers to show up on the scene. And to me, it's one oh. of the funnest uh, uh, topics because we had these five red heifers shipped from Texas to Israel last year. And here we have the article, five small red cows that rocked the world. And the reality is the uh, Hamas and these characters, they believe, whoop, lost my... Uh, picture there. They believe that uh, they had to go and invade Israel, according to numerous reports of their own comments, to try to take out these five heifers. Because if they can get a, a clean red heifer with no blemish coming up here in the next few months, short months, April or so, they could sacrifice this heifer, mix its ashes with water per, I think, Numbers chapter 19, and have the purification for a T- a tabernacle, not even the temple, a, t- a temporary yeah. tabernacle up on the Temple Mount, and this, I think, rushed October seventh attack uh, and the timeline and the motive. What, what say
5: you? Well, it, it's that's the key issue. Is that uh, I think they're they're nervous because these these red cows are, are meeting the the specifications, and it's also interesting because in this particular article that was released today they go back and they talk about the fact that that many of them believe that in the the time of the 10th red heifer nine had been sacrificed this if this one's sacrificed it would be the 10th and that's what they believe will will welcome the messiah and begin the, the restorer of sacrifices i think it's also important uh, as you mentioned this was one of the rallying points that caused hamas to move their schedule up to to start the the war against israel was because they felt like there was progress being made. Matter of fact, even Saudi Arabia was willing to, to accept uh, them being on the Temple Mount, sacrificing. So there's a plan right now in Israel to begin sacrificing. All right. Does that mean one of these red heifers or more will be slaughtered? Could well be. Could be they could be uh, uh, burnt, ashes collected. I know that there's a, a plan by some organizations uh, to even begin doing this on the, on the uh, Mount of Olives. And so the next couple months are really going to be, I think, tense over there because this is such a prize. And they even named the, the Operation Alaska Flood after the fact that they hold this uh, Temple Mount as sacred ground for the Jews and for the Muslims as well. And of course, we as Christians, we're interested because we understand that the plan of God says that that the, this could initiate sacrifices, the promise to do that is actually going to be made and endorsed by an antichrist. And so if that's coming quickly, Hosea chapter three, verses four and five, if that's coming quickly, we're in the last days. And that says that to guarantee that sacrifice, it might take the act of a false Christ to get Israel the freedom to do what they're they're planning and hoping to do.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, BibleTipNow.org, BibleTIPNow.org. Hey, where are we at with our trip to uh, Israel this this coming uh, June?
5: Well, I'm excited about it. Matter of fact, uh, among the the red heifers are in Shiloh, and we we try to go to Shiloh every time it's available. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, so it, the trip is on. Yeah, until they say we're not flying, we're going.
1: All right. So if you're gonna go to you want to go to BibleTipNow dot uh, org let's see bibletipnoworg dot org forward slash wvw i think that was the nope what was it do you remember what the one is for our worldview week and i thought that was it BibleTipNow dot forward slash uh, wvw
5: uh, let's see i'm gonna have to get it from mark yeah is he yeah, saying is it he... is oh. tell it to me again mark wvw israel
1: There we go. I knew I was missing something. There we go. Bible, there it is. Bibletipnow.org forward slash WVW Israel. If you want to go. Bibletipnow.org forward slash WVW Israel. So that's where you can find out all about it. Itinerary for June. You can click. Tell us about it real quick before we run out of time. Dr. Rob?
5: Do we lose him? Uh, we'll, we'll go to the Western Wall. We'll, we'll go to uh, the Garden Tomb. We'll go to the Mount of Olives. We'll, we'll go to about, I'd say, close to 50 sites during that time, including the Sea of Galilee and including looking, at, if possible, at the Golden Heights. So uh, as much as we can, we're going to follow our same itinerary. There's so many things to see. But the great thing is it, it makes the Bible come alive. You, you, you can understand why, why Jesus Christ used the examples he did. And uh, so Jerusalem, the Sea of Galilee, and even down south to Masada, where the Jews took a wonderful stand.
1: There you go. BibleTIPnow.org forward slash WVW Israel. If you'd like to go on the Worldview Weekend and Bible Truth and Prophecy conference uh, trip with Dr. Rob Lindstead leading the way. Uh, again, you can get a brochure and find out more at BibleTIPnow.org forward slash WVW Israel. Dr. Rob, thank you for all your great work and bringing us the biblical response to that Super Bowl ad. Thank you, sir.
5: My pleasure. Good to see you.
1: You too, my friend. And if, and folks, where are you going to get a broadcast like this? Will you support us? Please consider going now, wvwfoundation.com. Uh, that is one of our biggest sponsors. Our foundation exists to help us push out programming like this for free. That in the next couple hours be posted again at worldviewtube.com. Thanks for watching. May God save America. Take care.